with all the crazy things going on right now in college sports and college football in particular, we still have a great opportunity here to affect young men in an extremely positive way and to send them on once they're done here at Benedictine, they're going to go out and they're going to go, you know, be difference makers in their home and their families, their communities, their church, uh, their job. Joel Osborne is the head coach of Benedictine College's Raven football team. He is the fifth head coach in the modern era of Benedictine College football, which began with the reinstatement of the team in 1973. Listen in as we discuss the role of athletics in the development of character, his background in the college sports world, and the connection between faith and football. Benedictine College is transforming culture in America, one conversation at a time. From our studios in Atchison, Kansas, these are the Benedictine Dialogues. All right, Coach, welcome to the show, man. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, great to have you here. Really been looking forward to this conversation, and I think we've got a lot to talk about with both big love of sports. So uh, maybe just kind of start off, tell me a little bit about your story, about how you ended up being the head coach here. Well, I was an assistant coach at Northwest Missouri State, and uh, had a really good relationship with Coach Gardmar, who was the athletic director and defensive coordinator, uh, just through recruiting and um, you know him coming up to Northwest to see our staff and uh, you know so they really started from there. And there's coaches on the staff at Northwest previously that uh, you know their previous head coaches and the current head coach, Coach Wright, had a great re relationship with him, and that kind of opened the door for me here uh, when Coach Wilcox retired. Yeah, and wh where does your kind of love of, of sports come from? You've been a lifelong yeah, it comes from my, our family. Sure. Um, my parents, uh, mom was a college athlete, dad was as well. Dad was my high school coach. He was really my coach at all levels growing yeah. up, so he coached us when we were little. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it comes from my parents and uh, just playing in the yard with our neighbors and, you know, just all, all the different sports we played growing up. We were always playing baseball, basketball, football, you know, one of those. So yeah. definitely is in our blood. Awesome. Awesome. And then you played college athletics as well, right? Yeah, I played uh, football at Northwest Missouri State, and I played basketball as well there for two years. Okay. What positions? I was quarterback in football, and then in basketball, I was a combo guard, so okay. I could play the one or the two. So, Nice, yeah. nice. So tell me a little bit then about um, your coaching philosophy, You know, the, your ideas behind leadership and what really drives you in those areas. Well, we want to be a player-led team, um, okay. which is not easy to do. So you know, the, the big thing is, is I want to have a relationship with our players. Um, you know, I, we have an open door policy where the players can come in and talk to us whenever they, they want to, um, you know, our, our players, uh, you know, we love our players and, uh, we try to get the best out of them that we can. Uh, but you know, from a philosophy standpoint, we're going to be tough. We're going to be disciplined. Uh, we're going to play, uh, you know, we're going to play extremely hard. We're going to be physical. So those, those are the things you're going to see when you come watch us play. Yeah. Are there any coaches that, that you kind of want to emulate or people that you've looked up to? Yeah, I've been very fortunate. So I, I played for a Hall of Fame coach when I was in high school. His name's Kurt Blatt. Um, he's in the National Hall of Fame. Um, he won 12 state championships wow. and, and had <laughs> eight impressive. runner ups. So, um, you know, the things I take from him, uh, you know, just the next play is the most important play. Uh, he'd always tell me, never late over the middle, Joel, you know, and, and just just a lot of little things where he would get the team to believe. Um, we didn't always have the most talent, uh, but we would play hard and we believed we could win. And uh, a lot of times the, the being simple really paid off and being good at that. So, um, you know, and then my college coach, um, Coach Churchma, uh, Mel Churchma is his name. He's in the College Football Hall of Fame. 
and a great man. Um, I, I take a lot from him as well, just how he was with our, our teams. I mean, he, he was such a player's coach. Um, you know, he's very, very good about uh, leading with Christian background and uh, through his faith. And, you know, he was real. He was not fake. I mean, he still calls me to this day. We have a relationship still. Um, and then, you know, there's uh, so many guys to name, but, uh, you know, I was hired by Scott Boswick there. And, and unfortunately, Scott passed away soon into to his career as a head coach. Uh, but, you know, he was so passionate about Northwest Missouri State. And uh, he always said the big time's where you're at. And I really believe in that, you know, and so I, I look at this place as a big time program because um, it's where we are, you mm -hmm. know, and we can make this place great and uh, really impact lives here at Benedictine. Um, you know, and then uh, Adam Doral stepped into his shoes and, and him and Coach Churchman's shoes and did a phenomenal job. Uh, he won three national titles in six years and did it his, his own way because he could not be them. And uh, really, you know, I got to see him be an offense coordinator call the plays and uh, be the head coach. Uh, and that's how I, I run our program. Um, so I really took a lot from what he did, um, you know, his organizational skills, just how he was such a motivator. And, you know, he, he really was a great coach. And then when he uh, took another job, uh, Coach Rich Wright took over the program and uh, Coach Wright's done a great job keeping the tradition going at Northwest. It gave me an opportunity to be an offense coordinator and uh, really helped me grow as a coach. And so, you know, I took a lot of things from him as well. Uh, he was a defense coordinator too, so he run, runs the defense and one of the best uh, defensive minds in college football. So, you know, I learned from some great coaches. And, uh, you know, when I got the job here and stepped into Coach Wilcox's chair and, and uh, you know, the unique thing was we were still playing. Mm -hmm. So it was still the 2020 season. And, uh, you know, he, he called me and congratulated me and said, Joel, um, team's yours now. So I'm going to step away. And, and he said, I'm going to move in the hall across from you. So he moved and set up an equipment room. And he helped me every day on whatever I needed, you know, with recruiting, administrative stuff, um, budget, just all those little things that people don't have any idea about. He helped me for six months wow. before he officially retired. So um, I've had some great men help me. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. You know, one of the things we, we talk about a lot on, on this show, but also just as a, as a college, we talk about transforming culture, right? And a big part of that is transforming each of the students that come through here, the formation that they receive, things like that. You know, what, what are some of the things you've seen in your athletes that, that athletics in particular has helped them garner like a, a life of virtue and living, you know, uh, basically towards a, a better life or towards a, a potential leadership themselves? Yeah, in sports, there's a winner and a loser. And I would say 95% of the time, you need to do things the right way in order to win. Yeah. Uh, so what we talk about a lot within our programs, we talk the about the development of character within our men. Um, and really it comes down to doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. You know, we are very fortunate to have such a great school that's founded in a Catholic faith, um, you know, but not all our players are Catholic. And mm -hmm. we tell them that's okay. We're gonna, we're gonna expose you to the Catholic faith. We're gonna let you see what this is all about. And uh, we've had some guys definitely convert to Catholicism in our program. I think we've had about eight in my three years. Wow. And so, you know, but Father Ryan does a great job. He runs um, our chapel on Saturdays before games. Um, he's a real dude. Yeah. Uh, he connects with our guys. He played high school football at a big time program in Louisiana. And, uh, you know, he has a team message on Tuesdays where he comes out and he talks just like you talked about the virtues. Um, and it's just a great message for wherever we're at in our season. 
And, and he knows how to speak to our guys. He speaks from his heart because he's there. He's yeah. at the games. He knows how the guys are feeling. You know, he, he's, it's like he's a part of the team. So, um, you know, it's, it's just a great – we have a great opportunity. Um, you know, with all the crazy things going on right now in college sports and college football in particular, we still have a great opportunity here to affect young men in an extremely positive way. And to send them on, once they're done here, Benedict, and they're going to go out and they're going to go, you know, be difference makers in their home and their families, their communities, their church, uh, their job. You know, we talk about that all the time in recruiting. So um, our, it's a holistic approach to recruiting. It's not mm-hmm. just to come here and we're going to win or come here, we're going to give you this NIL money. That we're not, it's not what it's about. It's about, you know, helping them understand how to become a man that's going to go lead yeah. and, and make a difference. That's awesome. What are some of the um, highlights uh, that you've experienced here now that you've been coaching for a couple of years? Well, one of the cool things was we, one of my first games coaching was in the spring. Mm. And so it was the COVID year. So it was spring of 2021. Uh, we played Hastings College here and we won 48 to nothing. Wow. And it was a highlight. Uh, it was our defense's fourth shutout of the year. Um, you know, it was a transition for me to coach, or Coach Wilcox to me. From Charlie Gartmeyer as a D coordinator, Caleb Cook as a D coordinator. You know, we, we installed a new offense. Um, you know, just that was a real highlight for me. And then it, it was kind of followed by a low light. The next day we found out we missed the playoffs. So that was a tough thing for our kids uh, to go through. You know, we, we played one in more games. We won as many games as anybody in the country that year. Mm, wow. And, uh, you know, and our only two losses were to the top five teams. And, uh, you know, we just missed getting in the playoffs. But that so that was a a great start to my career here. Um, you know, I think just building the program the way that I want to build it, it's been phenomenal. We've had um, just a, a, a ton of kids stay throughout the summer and make a huge impact on the community of Atchison. Um, things that are hard to see if you're not here during the summer, like if you're just here during the school year, you don't see our kids doing it because you're not here. But if you've got kids in the community, I know you you yeah. do, you'll see it. You know, our kids are out coaching rec sports, um, you know, they're reading the kids. They're doing the field trip Fridays. Um, you know, it's just a, it's a great thing to see. So um, that's one of the things I've been proud of as well. Uh, some of the games, I mean, you know, winning the homecoming game last year uh, in 2022 against Baker with that last touchdown drive to win by one. That was a huge game. Uh, making the playoffs a year ago in 2022 and, and getting to the quarterfinals was a great memory. You know, I, I still think that this year, our first game, it was a phenomenal crowd. It's the biggest crowd I've seen since I've been here. Uh, we came up a little short to Morningside, but, you know, just showing our team and our, our, our college and our community that, you know, we want to play the best. And, you know, in order to be the best, you got to play the best. I think that was, to me, that was really, it's, it set us in a really good direction moving forward. And uh, we didn't quite finish the season like we wanted to this year, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, I'm really proud of our kids. Uh, we won the sportsmanship award for the second year in a row in our conference. Uh, we had 26 kids named all conference this year. Wow. And we had three kids named all American. So, um, you know, we got a great group of kids. It, it's really our coaching staff's phenomenal as well. Um, most of the guys were on staff when I got the job. And so I've been able to hire a few guys, but um, we got great guys in our, on our staff, and they're, they're leaders of their families, they're leaders in their position groups, they're leaders on their side of the ball, and leaders in our college. So um, they do a great job with our kids. That's awesome. Yeah, and we talked a little bit about before the, our conversation some of the things that your athletes are, are doing in the community. And you know, we talk a lot about the, the, the desire to have community faith and scholarship. That's such a huge part of being a Raven here. 
Uh, maybe go a little bit deeper into some of the things the athletes are doing around. Yeah, so uh, we do our uh, spring cleanup in the spring in March, um, and that involves us uh, doing community service projects in Atchison uh, and, and helping make our community look better. We also uh, do that on campus that day as well, too, so we help make our campus look better. Um, that's a great day to give back to our community. Um, and then in the spring, they have flag football here. So uh, last year I was approached by uh, the director of the rec, uh, Josh Rebant, and his brother Nick Rebant, and they said, hey, we need some coaches. Do you got anybody that could help, help coach? I said, yeah, we got, we got some guys. So uh, we had about four to five guys coach flag football. We have guys officiate all the rec sports. Um, and then that followed into the summer when our kids are here working out. Uh, they needed coaches for rec baseball. And so all of a sudden we got five guys coaching rec baseball and they're, you know, on, you, you walk in the weight room on Monday and they're talking about how they're going to, you know, go at each other that night and, uh, you know, who they're going to pitch and all this stuff. They got strategy okay. behind it. But, uh, but yeah, and then, and then just the, the, you know, the Amelia Earhart Festival. Mm -hmm. You know, if you, there's 10,000 people that come here. Well, that fireworks show just doesn't happen. <laughs> We had 12 players help set that whole thing up and then tear that down. And we had guys working at the Miller Earhart Festival. I think we had 15 players volunteer for that. So that, you know, and, uh, you know, there's just a lot of those little things that our community is show it's showcasing our community, but our kids are involved in a positive way. And the people are here are seeing that. And that's why they're, you know, we're getting support. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's definitely a community staple here. I, I love game days because, yeah. I mean, everybody shows up. There's lots of fun beforehand and, you know, cookouts and all that kind of stuff. Almost all day prior to <laughs> the game, yeah. it's a lot of fun. And, I mean, almost anywhere you're at in Atchison, you can hear it, too. You can hear the band going. You can hear the fans screaming. I mean, it's, it's a whole community experience. I, I absolutely love it. So. Um, yeah, one of the things that really drew me here to Benedictine was the love of athletics, right? That it, it offers something um, that, that really, I mean, you can't learn through books, right? It's something physical that you learn. Um, and what, what, you know, if you were to say, um, you know, uh, to recruit somebody here, what would be something that they would experience that's unique to Benedictine? That's unique here. I mean, the, the big thing I always tell kids at our level is we're going to have probably the biggest crowd you're gonna see at the NAI. And uh, the support's real. Um, you, you talked about the tailgate. I mean, game day here's a phenomenal environment. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, I think the other thing too is like, when you come to our campus, you don't realize how big it is. Mm -hmm. You know, until you start walking it, the length of it, the, the height of it, you know, the hills. <laughs> so, um, you know, our campus tour can take anywhere from an hour to two hours, depending on how detailed and thorough you wanna be with it. So. I mean, I just, I think that we have so much to offer. Um, you know, we're tucked right up here, you know, in the bluffs uh, overlooking the Missouri River. And, uh, you know, it's just a beautiful campus. We got a great thing going on here. Um, I tell the kids all the time, like, when you come here, your teachers will really care about you. You may not think they care about you when they send me an email that you missed class, <laughs> but they really do. And so, you know, I always tell our kids, I'm going to know if you're not going to class. I'm going to know if you're not doing the right things because people, it's a small community. People will talk and they want, they want you to be successful. And so that's, that's one of the things that if, if kids will embrace that, they will thrive. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if you fight that, then you're, you're fighting something that's really good for you and, and you don't even realize it. And uh, that's, that's so unique right now in this world. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of people right now are just letting the kids go through or they're pandering to whatever they, they say their needs are. Um, you know, there's still real discipline here. There's still a little bit of old school here. And I think that's a really cool thing.
How do we navigate the seemingly competitive claims of faith and science? When it comes to creation, some people have this legitimate concern, if life evolved, does that mean God's not necessary? Dr. Ramage, if we no longer accept the ancient cosmology, how do we know anything's true anymore? Atheists and Christians alike tend to unite in seeing the Bible and science as mutually contradictory. But the Catholic Church actually thinks quite differently, that from the very beginning, God has been perceived in the things that were made. How do God and creatures work together? What is the relationship of creation, God, the history of life? And what does knowing the created world reveal about God? I'm Dr. Matthew Ramage, full professor of theology here at Benedictine College, and this is Faith in Science. You mentioned Larry Wilcox. Maybe get a little bit into his legacy. You know, what's that? What that's meant to you? Stepping into yeah. that legacy and uh, how we, that's still felt today. Oh yeah, I, t I tell kids all the time. I mean, our last team meeting, um, we talked about things that take no talent. You know, and I said, if you ever find me picking up trash or you know doing all these, you know, seeing something that doesn't look right and I fix it, it's because I know that you know there was a man that built this place. Mm. You know, this this didn't used to exist. There was no football facility. There was no football stadium. You know, a guy with a bunch of people's help sacrificed a lot of time, money, you know, probably blood from, you know, the construction that went on. And so, you know, I definitely appreciate everything Coach has brought to, to our uh, community here, to our college. Um, you know, it's, it's almost impossible to talk about all the things he's done, you know, and the roles he played. But, uh, you know, he put us in a position where I have seven full-time football coaches. You know, I have two graduate assistants, so, you know, we have 10 coaches, and then I have multiple student coaches as well, so, you know, back when he started, it was just him and a bunch of part-time coaches who were phenomenal at what they did, but, like, you know, now, now we're in a position where we can operate at a high level, you know, and, and we can operate as if we're, in my mind, a Division One school, mm -hmm. and so, you know, our, our, our kids feel that when they're here. The experience they get is because of all the resources that were put into place prior to me getting here. Um, and what I saw when I came and interviewed and I came and met coach and I came and met President Menace and Coach Gartenmeyer was, you can be successful here and you can win a national championship at Benedictine. I really believe that. The resources are in place, people really care about you. And that's the biggest thing, a compliment I can give coach. Yeah, that's awesome. So maybe for some of our, our viewers that are our fans and you know, love the program, um, maybe share a little bit about how they can support uh, the program. Yeah, absolutely. I think the big thing is be a fan and come to games. Yeah. Um, you know, if you can come, we want you to come to games and see our kids play. It's great entertainment. Um, you know, and then obviously from a standpoint of um, supporting our program, uh, send us your kids. If you got kids that can play football, we want to recruit them. Um, you know, we want to take a look at them, evaluate them. If we can add them to a roster, we'd love to do that. And then I think uh, the last thing is if you got the ability to support financially, we could always use your help with that as well. Um, you know, our conference is expanding to 14 schools. So, um, you know, we're going to have four road trips next year instead of one like we had this year. So, I mean, that uh, with the expansion comes a little bit of a cost. So, you know, we're going to need some help financially. But, uh, you know, that those are the main areas. And then, you know, just I, I think 
anytime you have people supporting you with prayer, I think that's a powerful thing as well. So you've spoken about some of the ways that athletes are involved in the community, these other successes that they're able to accomplish. Um, what are some other things that, that you've seen athletes be able to either continue going on in their athletic uh, career or uh, off the field as well as some of the successes you've seen? Yeah, we've had some really good ones. So uh, in my first two years, we've had five players go on to sign professional contracts to play football beyond Benedict. And so um, in our first year, it was Jalen James. He was a senior linebacker. He's been playing indoor football. Um, he was conference player of the year for us that year, All-American. Um, we also had Trey Adger. He went and played overseas and tried that out for a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, wide receiver. He was a dual sport guy for us, did track as well. Um, and it was a stud. And then in our last year, we had three players. And so we had our running back, Rayshon Mills, who signed to play overseas and was a first-team all-conference guy for us. Uh, we had our quarterback, Garrett Kettle. Uh, he signed to play indoor football, and actually he, he started uh, for the Nor Northern Arizona Wranglers and led them to the Western Conference Championship before they got beat. So he played 28 games wow. in a year, which is a lot of football. Yeah. Um, and then our, our, the big one was Chim Okra for our right tackle. Um, you know, he signed with the Michigan Panthers in the USFL and then uh, took a chance and went to a pro day and did really well. And the Eagles invited him uh, to their rookie minicamp, and he was one of nine guys that they kept, made wow. the team. Uh, and so the other guys that made the team were from Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, LSU, K-State, Mizzou. So, I mean, all Power 5 guys and then Chim from Benedictine. Wow. And so that was pretty powerful. And he played with them through the, the preseason. Um, he made it to the final cuts and then um, actually was with the, the Vikings for a little bit. Um, but uh, he's going to go back and play with the Michigan Panthers and the USFL and XFL's merger uh, this next spring. Um, and then we, we anticipate we'll maybe have a couple more this year. Um, you know, there's a... Probably one of the bigger success stories we should highlight is Reed Levi earning the AFCA All-State Good Works team. Yeah. He was one of two players at the NAI to earn that award, um, and then one of 22 players in the entire United States to be nominated to earn that award as well. So I uh, was our starting tight end, and you know, just a, a great young man. Uh, he was the one of our football coaches. He coached my oldest son in flag football uh, with our quarterback Luke Laskowski, and, and those guys did a great job. And uh, you know, Reed does a lot for our school. He was auctioneer on uh, mm -hmm. the last two scholarship balls, and this, we've raised $4 million for scholarships for our school. And uh, he just does so many things throughout our college and our community and um, such a good leader, you know, and, and, and uh, he's recovering from an injury that ended his senior season. Uh, but, uh, you know, he was still voted all-conference because the, the coaches know how good of a player he is. Yeah. Um, but those are some things that, that have been really powerful, I think, about the players in our program and some of the success stories. That's terrific. Yeah, and one thing I, I hear from professors a lot is how much they, they love teaching athletes because um, they, they know that a lot of their focus is athletics, but whenever they see the passion show up also in the classroom, it just means a lot. You know, it, it, it shows so much character that are in these athletes. Yeah, there's no doubt. Um, you know, part of their growth here is definitely going to be academics. So we talk about uh, we want to see them grow academically. We want to see them grow socially, emotionally. We want to see them grow spiritually. And then we want to see them grow athletically. So, you know, that's why I went to the holistic yeah. approach with recruiting because it's not just one area. Uh, and, uh, you know, academics here at Benedictine uh, can be challenging in, in a good way because, you know, you're going to be pushed because you're going to be in some real, real good classes. And, uh, you know, the teachers care. So, yeah, when you, when you pour into your academics, I always tell guys, like, okay, you're in this major. Well, that teacher, that professor looks at this major like I look at football. 
So you better come to work. You know what I mean? So, uh, and when I put it that way, the kid's like, oh, yeah, okay, I got you. You know, so, uh, but uh, yeah, there's no doubt. To conclude, what, where do you see the, the direction of the, the program going? Well, I think we're going to continue to build in, a, in the right direction. Uh, right now, our coaches are doing a great job developing our players. Uh, we're recruiting high-level talent from the high school levels. Um, you know, most of, our, most of our players are going to come from the high school level. Uh, we're going to recruit a few transfers that we know by relationship, but we're going to get guys in our program. We're going to give them a chance to develop uh, in all those phases we talked about, um, socially, emotionally, academically, spiritually, as well as athletically. Um, and guys who come to play for us, they are going to get a chance to play uh, because we're going to give our guys that opportunity. And, and we've shown that. I mean, you know, in my first three years, we've had multiple freshmen play and start. And so, you know, because of that, we have 18 starters coming back for next year. And we're really excited about the future. And, and we think it's going to continue to be brighter and brighter. Um, and because of the kids that we have in our locker room, the coaches we have on our staff, but also the support we get from everybody at Benedict and the community of Atchison. Uh, you know, the future's really bright here. That's terrific. Well, Coach, thank you so much for, for coming on the show. This has been a great, absolute wonderful conversation. Thank you for everything you do uh, here for Benedictine and all of our athletes and uh, just really looking forward to uh, the next season. Thanks a lot, Jerry. All right, man. Yeah, yeah. appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you all for watching and, and uh, for all of our, our viewers and listeners. Be sure to check out media.benedictine.edu to check out the rest of the episodes. Uh, we'd love to see you at one of the football games here. And uh, thank you again for watching. God bless. We hope you enjoyed the Benedictine Dialogues, a production of Benedictine College in Atchison, Kansas. To catch all the latest and support our growing platform, visit media.benedictine.edu. And be sure to recommend this show to your friends and family. Help us to transform culture in America, one conversation at a time.